0: let's pray heavenly father we thank you for this day we thank you for this bible study god i pray that we leave away from here with a word that we can hide in our heart god and that it will come out to the world so that we can be a light in jesus name we pray amen
1: amen amen
0: amen Amen. so today we are studying the parables of jesus and in studying the parables of Jesus, uh, we we came across some really really good stories. Um, and the first story, let me tell you, uh, is a familiar one. I believe uh, everybody should know this story, the story of the Good Samaritan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you all familiar with that story?
1: Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we have three stories that we're going to talk about today. That's the Good Samaritan. The Friend in Need. Now this was a, this is a, the way they titled The Friend in Need, we're going to talk about that. That's a that's a different type of title. But then we have The Rich Man Building Bigger Barns. Bonds. So we know that that's a story all of us already went through that story already so we're gonna get y'all take on that story so why don't y'all do this introduce yourselves for the people tell them your name and uh, tell them a fun fact about yourself That's, that's good
1: my name is Alyssa Wallace and a fun fact for me, I don't know, I'm not understanding what that is or so, how you <laughs> want me to. That you a
0: deputy, <laughs> or, and that you skydive, <laughs> that you, you know, okay, what do okay, you do this for? Okay, or?
1: I'm a police officer, but I love my job. I love my job not because of the power that it possesses, but because of the people that I engage in. I love people. And so I love what I do and I don't like having to take people to jail. I don't like having to do any of those things because me, I think I can do good with my words, and my words are enough to to allow you to conform or at least not revert back to what you used to be. But you gonna so, take them
0: to jail so if it's me. Oh,
1: oh absolutely. <laughs> I don't have no problem doing that. That's not the issue here. The issue is, no, 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 don't get it twisted. No, no. What I said is, I really don't like to. Now, when, I'm, when I have to get down to business, we're going to take care you of business. Oh, that's no problem. That's not a problem. Amen. But my point is, I, I just have a great love for people in my heart. And so, therefore, I just hate to see people, uh, they're going to do wrong because evil is present, just like good is present. Right. So, therefore, I have to do my job. Okay. So. That that is a fact. Fun (laughs) fact:
0: (laughs) If she will take people to jail.
2: (laughs) Hello. I feel like I gotta lean in. Uh, My name is Lenore Mayberry, and fun fact about me: I love turquoise water (laughs) and white sandy beaches. And I wish I was at one right now, but for now. And I'm also, uh, I found out over uh, COVID that I am an introverted extrovert. So I love people, but I need my me time. Because oh, y'all be getting to me now. Absolutely. I didn't used to get to me before.
0: But now, but you, now I need got, to be I on the I beach. Got, I yeah. too
2: much. I need to be on the beach for a little bit and then I can come back and be myself. <laughs> hey,
0: <laughs> amen. Amen. Hey man, that, works that works for me, for me as well. I mean, love I, love I, love I, love hey, love I understand. So, so the parable of the Good Samaritan. So I'm going to ask you all, to tell us what you actually posted for that day, we are doing uh, this Bible app. We are on the Bible app as a family, and technically every day we're supposed to come in.
3: Okay.
0: We are on. That's day eight. Uh, amen.
3: Thank you. So day eight,
0: the Good Samaritan. What did you all write for that day?
2: I guess I'll go first since I got a paragraph. All right. I wrote that I am reminded to not get weary in well doing. Sometimes I get so frustrated when I still haven't seen growth or change in a situation, and instead of praying continually, I just get frustrated. Just supposed to be day eight? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let me see. Because I'm like, that, uh, I'm, like uh, I'm like. That's what I said.
0: She said day seven.
2: All I'm right. sorry. <clears throat> okay all right so day seven day seven. Let's go. uh i said uh this scripture appears to point out that christian neighbors are non-christians sometimes we can be so spiritual that we are no earthly good i am reminded today that we are all sinners saved by grace and should extend that same love and grace to all of our neighbors we are allowed to come in
1: contact contact with daily amen, amen. how about you Um, I wrote on this day that this text reminds me of how we are to show love, compassion, and kindness towards others who are experiencing turbulence in their lives because they are truly our neighbors. Commonly, those you believe have your back are the ones that don't. By all means, put your faith in God and you will not be disappointed.
0: Amen. Amen. So the parable of the Good Samaritan, I'm going to read from Luke 10. 36 through 37. It says this, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him Go and do likewise, so i 'm going to look to both of you all to tell me that story because the purpose of these and the reason why we're doing these is because I believe every believer should know stories of the Bible, parables of Jesus. this is what we should know so we could actually give it out to the world. so I want you all to tell me the story what happened in this story? You take the first half, you take the second half what happened
1: uh in the good in the story of the Good Samaritan I believe that um the person was the the guy was he was being uh, overlooked
0: no no he was being, I may have my he was beaten defeated. he was robbed and yeah, so, so with him being beat, him beat and robbed mm-hmm. what he happened
2: on the side of the road mm-hmm. and but he was a Samaritan no what what was he no he was just he was just the guy on the side of the road he was just a it guy it never tells he, us right. if he was if a christian like like or a who he body was because he was, right. he yes, was, he
0: was beaten unconscious, unconscious on the side of the road, road. and mm-hmm.
2: the people that you thought would have and there was three people who passed by so tell me who was the three people um so the good samaritan was actually one right he was one uh a priest a and somebody else
1: mm-hmm. the people that you thought would have helped him didn't help him and a Levite, and a Levite. Right. <laughs> so the people you thought
0: like you said that should have helped him didn't help him so let's go, let's go through this real quick because I want you all to ask the question who is my neighbor Luke 10 and 31 says this is the first one a priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, he, he passed, passed by him on the other side. Uh-huh. So the preacher passed him up.
2: And I just passed him up, he made sure he was. He went on the other side, so he's like, I'm not
0: responsible for this uh-huh. other side of the road. Uh-huh. Then Luke 10 and 32 says, so too a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him pass by on the other side. So who is the Levite? What's the Levite?
2: He's like the one, kind of like, not a eunuch, but the ones that are like set aside, the children,
1: the, the church people, basically. Yeah.
0: Right? Sort of, sort of, yeah. yeah.
1: They collect um, the offerings and stuff like that. Yeah, they do things yeah. like it's that. Like, so yeah, we're going to go, go through, through that. that. Yeah. And then
0: yeah. it says, lastly, mm-hmm. in Luke 10:33 and 35, mm-hmm. but a Samaritan... for any extra, extra expense you may have, mm-hmm. that's going the extra mile. Mm-hmm. My goodness. So, so tell I'm me what is a Samaritan? Do y'all know what a Samaritan is?
2: I don't have Google out, but uh, you, you don't have <laughs> to. If you don't know, <laughs> no, you don't know. Just I just, say I just you know. thought a Samaritan was supposed to just be somebody who wasn't like a godly person. Like, he would just, like,
1: that's I thought that was the purpose of saying you had a Levite, you no. Had no, a, no.
0: that's not like no. he was separate, no.
1: I thought a Samaritan was a different group, a different set of people, like like, like Levite, right? They they they're the, they're uh, a different set of people. Sort of. So, so so just like we have our our our, our um, not our dialect, but we have our own, like we have our race or we have our ethnicity. So the Samaritan is one right, of their correct. own ethnicity or or um. Or a tribe, or what have yes. you. They were not like Levites. They were not like Pharisees. They were not like Sadducees. Right. They, had their, they were their own. That's correct. But normally, normally, when, you, again, I say, when you think people have your back or you think people are who they purport to be, they're normally not the ones. It's going to be a stranger that will probably reach out and help you way before the people who you assume will.
0: So let's break this down the priest. We all kind of know what a priest is, an Mm -hmm. ordained minister Mm -hmm. or a Catholic Orthodox or Anglican having authority to perform certain rites, rituals to administer sacraments. Mm -hmm. That's what a priest is for the most part. And then you have the Levite. Mm -hmm. So the Levite are those who perform services associated with Public worship, mm-hmm. so like the musicians, the gatekeepers, the ushers, uh, the guardians. You know, if you have police officers in in the service, or temple officials, if you if you have people on committees, people like that, or craftsmen. Uh, uh, what do we call them? Trustees and deacons and people who fix things around the church. So this is what we would call a Levite. So for the most part. A Samaritan in the Bible was a person who was from Samaria Mm -hmm. in the region of North Jerusalem. In Jesus' day, the Jewish people of Galilee and Judea shunned the Samaritans, Mm -hmm. viewing them as a mixed race who practiced in pure, half-pagan religion. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get the Samaritans from. So if you go in the Bible, when Jesus... Uh, was seeing the woman at the well, and she was a Samaritan, and she—he was like, "What? What do Jews have to do with Samaritans?" And he—he, he, in other words, he was uh, uh, trying to see, "Well, why are you asking me for water when you? And normally Samaritans don't talk to Jews. Jews don't talk to Samaritans. In other words, it seemed like there was some racism going on right there. So racism has always been prevalent.
3: Oh yes, and and
0: and more so. It didn't really have to do with a color at that particular time. It more so had to do with where you were from, you know, uh, your status, you know, that kind of thing right there. So, when we think about the Samaritans and asking who is really my neighbor? Who is someone's neighbor? The person who would treat them kindly. It's not talking about your neighbor next door or, you know, even your, when we say at church, turn to your neighbor, you know you know how that is. No, it's talking about a neighbor as in a person who will treat you kindly, a person who will go above and beyond. So uh, from our reading on that particular day, it says this, Jesus is answering the question of a man who wants to justify his actions. Come on so he is seeking an exact definition of neighbor he is supposed to love trying to find out which neighbor he's supposed to love jesus knows the man heart and challenges his definition of what a neighbor is so we want to talk real quick about being justified by actions or going the extra mile because most of the times that's how we are in church we say well i did my due diligence already I went to church, I don't have to do nothing else. Justify. We just, we want to be justified by what we do. When, when, when Jesus is only satisfied when we go above and beyond for our neighbor.
2: But each, each would be different though, because God's going to put something different on everybody's heart. So what God may have. You know you do for the church may not be What he has me do for the church But I'm still supposed to do what he puts on
0: my heart to do That is correct mm-hmm. but, most but most of the of time life, we, we don't we do What, do what God, God puts on our heart mm-hmm. Because we, like we feel like we, like we justify mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know I pray, I pray that, that when I, I, I become, become a Older saint That I will still be active more. as well Like <laughs> like brother Tim over there yes. Like yes. taking like, care of They got dripped for sale she, like, got i pray that i still be dripping in the holy spirit
2: and put my hands to the work
0: that god has for me you know a lot
2: of times too we justify like well i mean i'm doing the same thing she doing why you why you looking at me
0: because you can do extra right because Because like like you just said everyone's capacity capacity is different right where 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 I can run a four or four miles you might be only able to
2: run two point five <laughs> I she
1: said
0: point five well how many can you run then I used to do a mile and a half a mile and a half amen so how many can you run right now you running a mile praise the Lord for your mile Because here's the thing, everybody has a different race. Even when you was in your your best shape, you know my my race was the four by four. I was long
2: distance.
0: You know I could do the four by four like nobody's business, but I wouldn't dare try the four by one because that was not for me. Although I was pretty fast, I was more of a two hundred guy. I gotta get my I gotta get it running. Yeah, I had speed. I had speed and endurance, but it was just guys that were faster at that short distance than I was. And so, technically, when people are faster, this is the one thing I think we do in church. We don't put the best people that do the best job in the best place to position themselves. Fit and
2: for purpose, right?
0: And if you are on any team, they are going to put the best person for the job. If, if you want to win right. for the for the, for the, the position, position you in, if you want to win, why are you gonna have a slow running back, back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and somebody, somebody else is exhausted. faster with more moves? Mm-hmm.
2: But it's like you said, not not to say anything about our seasoned saints, but sometimes you have to retire your position and, and, and you know train up the next one so that because they better a little better, they got new insight that you might not have. And and that's
0: I think. I think When we look at the Samaritan, the priest, and the Levite, they were people who had been in church for so long, and they just didn't want to be bothered. Mm
3: -hmm. Traditionalism. They didn't want to be bothered. If you if you if 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 you you could go back right now and ask those people, well, why didn't
0: you help that man out? They would probably say, "Well, I just had came from church anyway. I just finished helping somebody."
1: Yeah, and I was going to say that that happens a whole lot. Um, Well, people may be in church or they just may come from work and they may see see this or see that, and it, it could very well pertain to their jobs, but they don't feel like doing it because they've been doing it for eight hours. So they'll just overlook it. And it's so unfair to the person who may really be in need or who may need the help, but that happens a lot. It does. It happens a lot. But I also feel like... Back in that time, there were
2: people with lesions, and you know all mm-hmm. these superstitions about you know. So they look at this person laying on the ground. Is he homeless? Mm-hmm. Is he sick? Mm-hmm. You know, th- maybe that's why they crossed the other side of the road. They don't but tell clearly us. clearly, he was but, beat up. But clearly, you know, he mm-hmm. needed some attention. But they look like I don't know what he got. I'm just gonna come over here that's a, that's how I see it because I see, see sometimes now you justify. Now you justify yes you. no no but I'm saying <laughs> she said they
0: probably had
4: no, at least so you, you probably thought he was a leper but I'm
2: just but I'm not justifying what they did I'm just saying people don't even sometimes they just look at the surface they're not even trying to see what he needs.
0: no you could do if see, he was a leper though like well, versus being beat up yeah you
2: should
0: because yeah, you you you, it's, you, you can't, can't you it, it, it that's, that's a condition, a condition. Where you where can, you can tell, tell something is going okay, on. Okay, so with, if you walked outside right
2: now and there was somebody laying on the ground, would you assume they got beat up, or would you assume that they were a homeless person If I if on the I ground? saw
0: them bleeding, that's what he saw, what he said. He was beaten up, up robbed.
2: Okay, but if, if somebody lay on the ground, ble- bleeding, yeah, on the side of the road, would you be able to tell the difference?
0: It depends. If it's blood there,
2: but you would help either way, right? So yeah. yeah, but these people
0: if i seen somebody laying right in front of the church just laying over go i would help them see what hey you good everybody's not gonna do that you know you all right, right. you know yeah because i would want someone to do the same for me exactly. you know
2: and then that's what you get. that's why i feel like neighbor really is the person who's gonna do for you what you would do for somebody else yes
0: absolutely mm-hmm. all right wanna call some more people up who may want to comment in on uh the good Samaritan, uh I'ma take uh I'ma take volunteers. Is this something you want to comment on? Uh you can come up. You can come up. Who coming?
2: Miss
0: Elise. Call Miss Elise, is what you're saying? Come on, Miss Elise, you wanna come on up. Come on, Jews. You hear Jews. Might as well come on up with Miss Elise. Come on. So, Jules, you gonna come up and 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 put some comments in? Come on, come on, come on, come on. So, before I get started with Miss Elise and Jules, won't you all introduce yourselves, Elise? Let me tell you
4: something. One thing about me and Jules. Guess where we from? Where y'all from? We from the Ridge, baby. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the introduction, like no other. That's it. That's right. We most city all of
4: that. This Jews is—he's homie.
0: Y'all have a fallen done, so we ain't gonna talk about uh, y'all most city right now. Y'all ain't doing too. Back in the days when we well. was down. fallen done. <laughs> i'm just saying but we'll move you know, on from that we'll move on we'll move
4: on we
0: not know not sure I'm doing good no i'm talking about, about. you know what i'm talking about when i say y'all falling done but we'll keep, keep it moving i ain't gonna even cover it on that later. however what day we are we are still on the good samaritan okay. i'm going to read a comment from one of the persons that i pulled miss no peri uh i pulled a comment from her and I really want you all to really talk about this. She is from up north, and she said this, coming to the south has taught me to be kind and show kindness to everyone, even if you don't know them. See, up north, you don't say hey to strangers, so it was weird when people did that out here, but over time, I got used to it, and enjoy it. We can get so caught up in our own lives thinking of our own people, we miss the ones hurting who really need us just cause we don't know them. I thought that one, I, I had to pull that one because based on where you come from, based on your region, you, may have hospitality in a different way see we have that southern hospitality see I have a problem with kids nowadays because I speak to everybody if I see somebody on the street I'm like hey good morning how you doing waking up in the morning like if I pass, if, I'm, if I know I'm about to pass by you I'm gonna say hello but not today and if you say hello to some kids or a young youth they be looking at you like "What's this old man going?" hey girl ain't nobody trying to talk to you I'm just saying hello good morning you know and that's something about this story too I like how she related that to this story so let me ask you this because have you ever been in a place where it was different where you expected it to be something from the South like we how we are but it was totally different and you felt out of place and people didn't understand you have you ever been in that spot before?
4: You yeah.
5: going Are you going me? No, I go. Yeah, I am not been there. Well, tell us about it. The club. <laughs> Talk about oh it, dude.
0: You was at the club I and what?
5: Way. I feel like an old man. <laughs> 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 That's
0: good. <laughs> he felt out
4: of place, y'all.
0: <laughs>
2: so, so what made you feel out of place?
5: Because it was like everybody in there was younger than me.
0: Things like, changed. Yeah. It wasn't like, like when you boy went boy to Boomerang, boomerang. back no. in the day. <laughs> You got you to be got old to know what Boomerang is, <laughs> Jamaica, Jamaica, the word like, time
5: Jamaica. It like it Metropolis is and stuff like that, is. so this was a whole new yeah. thing, it was just,
0: everybody, everybody was, was skinny shirts and, shirts and skinny and jeans, jeans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
5: and it was dark, it was dark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, is, this is
0: good right <laughs> well you know what That's God let you know you was out of place brother he let you know real quick you was out of place and then did somebody come and call you aunt? or old school well that's when you know you out of place and so how did you how did you react to that situation
5: oh. I just sit there, and when it was time to go out him and got to the car.
0: So you didn't you didn't drive by yourself?
5: Yeah, I drove. See, I'd have left so immediately. I mean, but I had people there. You had people there with and you, and they was enjoying they was themselves.
0: The but I was in the car like, man, I'm so ready to go. You was ready to go. Well, they see that that let you know when your time up, when it's time for you to hang up your starter jacket, because they ain't wearing them no more. Yeah.
5: <laughs> this ain't this ain't what
0: it is. Well that's this good. Thing. You you bought some light like today, Laddy. Like I like that. that. How about, about you?
4: you? Uh, so I was recently with my cousin, we went to Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had just gotten there, checked into the hotel, we asked people at the hotel, It was real nice. And it was like, Hey, we need a place to go get some brunch or lunch or something, whatever. So we, they said, oh, you gotta go to this spot. It's the oldest spot in Salt Lake City, downtown. You know, it's historic. You gotta go there So you new to here. Okay, so we go there. We waiting for somebody to come, and sit us down. And they finally come, because this other couple had come up behind us. But she was like, no, they were here first, sit down, you know. He walked us past all these tables all the way into the back of the restaurant.
0: Back, back of the bus. The
4: back ah, of the bus. I so. see, see. And I was like, my cousin was like, is this 2023? I was like, yeah it is, sis. And we was about to get up and go, but the waiter was nice. He was like, hey, can I help y'all? I was like, if it wasn't for the waiter the server, we probably would have bounced. But we did feel some kind of way because, you know, strange city, strange people, they definitely made us feel unwelcome, unlike the lady that uh, made the comment, you know. When you're in the South, people greet you and try to treat yeah. you with respect, yeah. for the most part, no matter where you go. Well,
0: well, they, treated, they Jews treated Jews with respect, with respect they called you hunk. That wasn't
5: respect. No. <laughs> well, who is your hunk? I don't know you. <laughs>
0: well, you know, one thing about it, um as it relates to this story, I think that we can all take a page from the Good Samaritan and go the extra mile for people. Um, when, when I give, absolutely. When you give, don't give them hand-me-downs, like stuff you wouldn't wear. Like go the extra mile, give them something brand new. I remember some of say, said, well, it don't have to be new stuff. I said, no, we want to go the extra mile. We gonna get new stuff we're trying to get toys and clothes for kids and she was like it don't have to be new just nice i'm like no you know we want to go the extra mile if we put our name on
4: something
0: yes very new and this is stuff kids are going to get for christmas so you got to think about that too i remember being that kid that couldn't afford things for christmas so we we want to go the extra mile In what way do you all think you can go the extra mile for people? Man. Name something you want to do in 2024 to go above and beyond in your service to to God and to people.
4: That's definitely something I've been praying about. Um, I, I don't know if I know the answer just yet. I'll be honest. But it is something on my heart that I feel like I gotta figure out what my space, well, you know, what exactly it is that he wants me to do, not just what people give me to do.
6: Well,
0: I, I know I'm going to get back into the prison ministry. Okay. I feel as though um, COVID kind of stopped a lot of that. Uh, That's true. And I actually stopped before COVID, if I'm honest. Uh, but I think I owe it to. Go the extra mile and go back and get some others and tell them, like, when you get out, you need to be prepared. Because that was my whole message when I went in, like, get yourself prepared for when you get out of here. So that's one of the ways I want to do How about you, Jules?
5: I would like to help them less fortunate more. You know what I mean? And help, young, help these youngsters realize that it's hard to be regular yeah i like that you feel me it ain't, you ain't gotta be out here doing what you're doing like everybody don't have to be a rapper know. with a hundred thousand in their pocket or athlete Excited to be a regular, regular pegler. yeah you know what <laughs> i like that You feel
0: me? it's okay to work a regular job yeah yeah go to work and come home every day to your family all right. i feel that no that's good stuff i like that i like that okay um Our next topic. This is a good topic, and uh, who else I'm gonna call up? Amanda, you, 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 you you gotta come up today. You got. I almost thought you had on a uh, AKA hat, but I, I can't see all back. It is. It is. Okay. 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 Yeah. You gotta come show us that AKA hat on camera. Amen. All right. Praise God. So I'm gonna get. how about I get Amanda and Summer? How about that? Come on up, Amanda. I, I got the Zetas and the AKAs. But you know, the, the truth is, the Zetas and the AKAs helped me build a ministry at TSU Wesley, so I like y'all. Y'all, y'all my people, y'all my people. All right, so this next parable, is the parable of the friend in need now i never thought that this would be called that because we refer to it as the lord's prayer and in luke 1 and 11, 11 and 1 it says this and i just have this one one day jesus was praying in a certain place when he finished one of his disciples said to him Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. So, what did you all write for that day? If you could go, and that that is day eight, I believe. If you would go and just give us a little piece of what you writ you wrote on that day. didn't join day ten. You didn't do that. You didn't. You ain't. You got to catch up. Well,
6: that means you got to go back
0: yeah you got to go back and go back and do it like don't don't just say i started on this day you got to go back and you got to catch up it won't take you that long all right, all right. uh amanda tell me what you wrote on that day so
7: i actually didn't write on you didn't write on that day
0: okay, okay 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 so i'm gonna need y'all to come in every day okay everybody every day start coming so what I will do is I will go read what the person I have so on this day I pulled Miss Holly Bennett I pulled up hers and she said faith and patience work together one must have faith that God will answer your prayer patience to wait for your prayer your prayer to be answered amen and I believe all of that is true. So two things I want to point out about the Lord's Prayer is this. The Lord's Prayer is what we call the model prayer or an example for Christian believers to cover all of the components of praying to God. So if you ever try to figure out how to pray and how you want to pray, uh, this is it. Even if you want to end or start your prayer off when you pray with the Lord's prayer, I believe that's a good way to make sure you have covered everything you need to cover. So, let me ask you this: Do you all know the Lord's prayer by heart? Say that again. No. No. How about you? A little bit. A little bit. Um, so I want to challenge y'all two youngsters to start reading it every day. To know it by heart, two, two 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 scriptures you ought to know by heart the Lord's Prayer, Psalms 23, mm-hmm. and then for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, who so believes after my You know, they can do all that. John 3 16. A lot of the kids just do watermelon, watermelon when they say it, just say it real fast. You know, that's how they do it, <laughs> however. I want to challenge you in your prayer time and in your study time. Start. We, we used to do that, like me and my friends, uh, when we first got back in the church, we used to challenge ourselves to memorize scriptures. I challenge y'all to memorize the Lord's Prayer. So, five things I want to point out for it. Uh, in this passage, Jesus not only teaches what to pray, but also how to pray it can be easy excuse me it can be easy to become discouraged when you do not see a response to a prayer in your time frame however God is not required to work in our time frame I want you always to remember that but this is broken down for I want to point out five of the Lord's Prayer and I want to ask you all this before we get into that did you ever really want to know how to pray or feel like you didn't know how to pray and so you just kind of backed up off of it because I, I've met a lot of people say I really don't know what to pray so I just don't have you ever been in that space before
3: I'm gonna say no cuz like I would feel like I don't know how to pray Or I don't know how to pray specifically,
7: but I just would rather get everything off my chest rather than be like, well, God knows my heart, so I don't have to, you know, address it. I just try to hit every single point.
0: Just talk to him.
7: Yeah. And then just see how it goes from there. Amen. I want to say the same thing um, because I grew up in the church um, for like all of my life. And it was kind of like they would give us a specific way to pray. And then as I got older and I started my own relationship with God, it was... I was doing the same thing, like just saying what's on my heart, so that it was authentic and it was genuine when I was talking to God. But um, with this one, I remember why I didn't respond because the patience part—I'm still working on
0: it. So you <laughs>
7: didn't respond because you're you still, still working work on patience. <laughs> I don't want to say nothing, man. You know, I'm like I'm trying to work on it. That's okay. Like me that's and that's God. okay.
0: You, ke- you <laughs> keep, keep working. working. You, I think, <laughs> I think in in some instances. We all are working on patience. Like, seriously. Like, we may be patient in some areas, but I'm gonna tell you, I ain't, I'm not patient when somebody get my order wrong and I gotta pay. You know, I need you to get my order right. Uh, so you know, I get it. Everybody got areas that they need to work on. That don't mean you can't come in on it. You can oh, still come in, still come in. So. Five parts of the Lord's Prayer. I want you to we we broke we broke this up into five little pieces. The first one is hallowed be your name. And I want to state this. Prayer is really just a conversation with you and God. And however you choose to do that, that's fine. But when you come into the knowledge of how you should do a certain thing, you should. It. And even it like I say, it's good to either start it or in your prayer with the Lord's prayer because it's gonna cover everything. Hallowed be your name. In other words, that's adoration for God. So you start off by saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That means you're giving him praise. You're honoring him. You, you, you're not asking him for anything. You're not doing, it. You, you start off by giving him adoration and then the next one is your kingdom come your will be done that's consecration that means you are taking time to let God know listen it's not about me it's all about what you want and I want to be in your will so let your will be done here in my life as it is in heaven and then we have give us this day our daily bread that supplication that's asking him for what you need asking him say listen God you know what I need if he can take care of the birds of the air guess what he can take care of you but you still making this petition to him for supplication and then we have forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors that's intercession that means that you're not just praying for yourself you're praying for others your forgiveness and forgiveness for others we should always be praying for others that's why we always ask if there's anything you need prayer for or we have altar call we ask people to come to the altar so we can intercede on their behalf or pray on their behalf or whatever needs they have then the last thing is lead us not into temptation but deliver us from That's protection. You praying for God's protection. So you have adoration, consecration, supplication, intercession, and protection all in one prayer. One big gumbo of all the things that you need in a prayer. So when we think about the Lord's Prayer, do, do you all think about that differently now? I do. So, what 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 do you take away from this parable of prayer? Give me one takeaway from both of you all. Okay. You wanna go?
3: Um. Yeah, cause like I said, I would always try to
7: cover everything anyway, like just be specific. But I feel like this kind of is the cherry on top, just in case, just to cover everything especially the like, I, get I like the way you,
0: you said it. that it's, it's the cherry the top. on top mm-hmm. so you either start with it or you end with it but either way it go it's the cherry on top amen how about you
7: i think it just um, reminds me of my parents saying because i do remember a little bit of the full like prayer but i know they would say it every time we had like family dinner, or we would do like devotions and stuff. They would always say it, but um, I'm going to start, as you said, to repeat it. and try
0: Incorporate to it, it in your, your daily life. life. And, and when, when you, you, when you memorize it, it's, it's easy just to say it right before or after. So, so even if you have, have to open up your Bible before you pray, do the Lord's prayer until you get it, do it, then go into your own prayer, do whatever, just give them suggestions to you all about prayer amen all right our last one for today uh how about i get a chance to get uh miss sydney and jamia up here and then i give miss tim mr tim and miss holly as my last guest this is a a very uh interesting parable here um, how many of you thought of the Lord's Prayer as a parable? I never did either. I, honestly, I never did. I never thought that it was a parable. But when you think about it, it's a story and they asking him how to pray. The disciples asking him how to pray in the story. So, All right, so we have the parable of the rich man building bigger barns what did you uh, oh introduce yourselves
3: I'm Sydney Michelle I'm
7: Jamia Harris
0: any kin to Michael Harris you probably don't even know who Michael Harris is
7: I don't know much about my um that side of the family so
0: okay he's a uh, top job DJ y'all probably surprised I know who Michael Harris is huh <laughs> well well I got at TSU late. I've been knowing Michael Harris since I was a little kid. He was, you know, you know I I, I miss 1430. They I used to listen to him and watch y'all all the time. See, y'all probably don't know nothing about that. I used to watch and listen to Washington. They used to tell the stories. The people used to get on there, talk crazy. Talk. It was funny. Watch y'all was a funny thing. I, I used to like watch you What'd you say? Listen, I'm just saying I'm a different type. I'm a different type like I like a, I grew up around older people so you know I'm old school you know yeah it, I, and I, I love to listen to Michael Harris because Mike used to give the black commentary on political things that I feel like nobody is doing like he gave it from a black point of view like even it, you didn't have to go read nothing if you listen to Mike you would know all the candidates you would know what they stood for he would get them on the show sometimes it was the perfect element for me to have to not go read up on these people just to be honest with you I could get the political side from Mike and I could trust Mike because Mike was going to do his research you know Mike was go he was going to challenge him with the hard questions too so yeah that was that was my reason for really listening and then just so happened Ralph Cooper used to come on, and I like sports, so I listened to him a little bit. And then, right after that, before you know it, I was listening to Wash, and the people would get on there and talk. It was like a Jerry Springer on the radio. It was. It, and you could call in, you could actually call in. I'll tell you a funny story. Me and Ashley called in one day. It was funny. But, anyways, let's keep it.
3: That might be a story for another time.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay the parable of the rich man building bigger barns. what did you write on
3: that day oh what did i write did i write on this day
0: you don't have your phone you don't know what you wrote
3: um yes i, wrote I didn't something. write
0: anything. oh you you're not on there yet
7: i am it's just uh, it's been a little challenging just navigating the app and also i just needed you know, get on my Zoom. I need to be more consistent. Okay, so
0: we can help you navigate, and plus, help you get. It don't take but this long. Even if you just push play and listen to it, and it'll read it to you, and then you can just go
7: in. I feel like it's a little tough because usually I sleep in until it's time for me to get ready to go to work.
0: Oh no, you got to get up.
7: In I'm not a mor- morning person. In the end, she
3: work it before she goes to bed at night. Yeah, you can do that. That
7: is very true. Mm-hmm. Cause yes. I stay up late. Um, but read
0: it when you're on no Facebook.
7: I just get so caught up in life, y'all. Like I be, I, I literally have to put everything on my calendar because I get so caught up in. Now I did just set the reminders though, the daily reminders to remind me to get on there. Praise
0: God. Praise God. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something I learned. Like. Wow. my boy uh, Eric Thomas he say if you want to be successful you need to wake up at 5 a.m. Mm. he say he wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning mm. so wake up at 5 you know I, let's go I know. So he say, you know that's why you broke because you can't wake up
7: <laughs> well that's interesting because I, I do I, I have a new job so I will be getting up early so you know but right now I work in the afternoon so that's why I kinda like to sleep in
0: that man say If you broke, you shouldn't be sleeping. (laughs) He said, "If you sleeping and you broke, that's why you gonna stay broke because you sleeping." You know, he say you need to get up and you need to figure out, find you something to do to make some money. Even if you just thinking about how you can make money, you need to get up, go run, do something, get your mind going, so you can think about how you go get this money. If you if you ain't got it and you laying down, you the problem. I mean you know anyways
7: just thinking on it can also be a problem though if you don't act on it but also just thinking on it
0: yeah if you, if gotta you gotta act, up. It. I'm a, I'm a, you act up, on it you can get up eyes. and fill out some applications for a better job any way you can you know get up and do something can't make no excuses yeah get up make some breakfast, get your mind right you know all right so miss Cindy, what did you write
3: Okay, for this day I wrote, a reminder that Jehovah Jireh is on the throne. Sometimes when I get overwhelmed with how much money I need to shell out for each of my children and I see the bank accounts going low, there's a moment of fear, but then I give it all to God because I have faith he will see me through. And of course he does, but this just reminds me that I should be seeking his will for my life, not the paycheck or the best sales deals. When I seek him, he will show me what to do and he will always provide.
0: I mean, you need to get up early and think about what you're gonna do, right?
3: Well, I get up pretty early.
0: Yeah, you do, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you do. You and Miss Elise, y'all up early. Y'all up early, making it happen. Okay, so let's read Luke 12 and 13 through 15. You have that? I do. Read that for me, please.
3: Which verses? Luke 12, 13 through 15. And when one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother, that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. But
0: instead of his saying covetousness, in my version, it says, beware of greed, beware of greed. And when in this parable, there's a man who had bonds and the barns were filled And so instead of him giving away some things, he built bigger barns, And that's considered greed. And greed, will take you out. It says here in our reflection, in this passage, Jesus contrasts the wealth of the world with eternal wealth, a rich relationship with God. While material possessions are temporary, wealth not evil things, acquiring them should never take up more time, energy, and affection and attention than developing our relationship with God. That's kind of tough because when I when I when I read that I was like, okay, I work eight hours a day. And if I work eight hours a day, how much time do I really need to spend with God? because it said that we should not focus on the riches or the wealth but mainly being rich in our relationship with God so I think if we could be like Paul asked us to be like him, devoting all our time to God he told us not to get married, told us don't have no kids, don't do nothing just focus on God how many of you think that that's Something and and I had this conversation with my wife. I said, "If we was to be like God wanted us to be, all our time would be devoted solely to Him. I mean, the whole day, and then whatever you want, come last." And she asks, "Do you think that's that's?" for everyone's ministry or how who do you think that ministry is for I said I don't I don't know well I know it ain't for me but it is for someone who God has set apart some some people are not meant to get married and I think that people have to rest in the fact that maybe God set you apart to be for him I know that's hard to tell people like God set you aside for him his use but I do really believe that it's people that God set aside for his use. how do you feel about that do you feel like that God set people aside for just him and to totally
3: I do believe that there are some people who are who were born just for that
0: have you ever met someone like that
3: no well actually one or two people maybe and don't forget Mother Teresa right right <laughs>
0: How about you?
7: Um, I'm not sure if I have met someone like that, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if
6: I believe that. I That's haven't awesome. given it any
0: thought. You, you're not a hundred percent sure that you believe that. It's people set out, set apart, just to be for God.
7: Yes, because I've necessi- I've not, I haven't given it thought before. What about the
0: nuns? I don't think about the eunuchs. It's nuns, like they don't do anything. They just live in the convent. They pray, they read, they serve the community, and they sold out to God totally. They just totally for Him. like it's real nuns out there. I know you probably see Sister Mary Clarence and think of a nun, but uh, that's, not a, that's not the nun. That's not the nun, you know. You can't get the nun off of sister act. but it's like real nuns, real monks monks guys who the only thing they do they sold out straight for religious purposes there are some people there's really people out there like that priest yeah they're a bad example i really didn't want to you know what moving on i'm gonna have to edit that out
3: (laughs) there are some good priests out there there are good 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 priests out there there. Praise praise the lord
0: praise the lord so, no. <laughs> boy, y'all, y'all tough, tough in this church, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> y'all I'm tough. tough it's tough, tough in this, this church. church. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> All right. So,
3: two, two things, things that. It does <laughs> tell us in this scripture, in verse 33, to sell your position, possessions and give them to those in need. So, so you, hear, you hear that?
0: It tells us to sell our possessions and to give to those in, in need. So let's talk about the first church. This gives me an opportunity to talk about the first church in Acts. They all sold their possessions, put them in one pot, and everybody lived together. And it says that the church was added to daily. So, 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 so how do we feel about that? Just hypothetically. Let's just give every. How, how would you feel if a preacher got up and say, listen, let's let's sell our houses? Let's get we going we're gonna totally devote ourselves to God. We all gonna live in one spot and we're gonna live off this money and we're gonna live together and all we're gonna do is pray.
3: I'm out. <laughs> that remind me of what's that, Jonestown?
0: <laughs> now, that's true. I, I thought about the same thing. I really did. Like, I really thought about the cults. But I, I watched this one documentary where this cult built a whole city. They got, they, they, they. they figured out how they could come up with their own town, they bought up all the land, and they had their own police force, all of that. Where are they now? And they came in, and uh, the government came in, and it became well, a whole... they didn't get
3: any taxes. <laughs>
0: Well, no, 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 they was paying no. up but oh, what, what happened was happened was, was, it was some, I'ma see, I'll am i send you the documentary, documentary. It, was it was like was a, a lot of criminal stuff, stuff that started happening, they, they, they had their own guns, they started building, their guns. Guns. They they building up their own army, army.
1: Uh, it's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Because they became more aware of self than what God had them to be. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's how it was. The one guy, I know the lady name was Sheila, Ahmad Sheila or something, and then the guy was this, this Arab guy, and he, they praised him. But it got to a point where he didn't like Sheila like that no more. And Sheila became, man, boy, you scorn a woman, boy, she'll tear your whole kingdom down. And for the most part that's what happened. She listen, it became something totally different. Alright, so it really became about greed. He was he he had the Rolls Royces, different Rolls Royces and listen, the man, was, the man was the man was bawling. let me let me tell you. And well they lifted him up like that too. He encouraged it. And it became about other stuff greed over God Mm -hmm. this warns believers This, this this text warns believers of greed making the gifts your God and that's what happened a lot of people get caught up in the things you know a lot of people get saved because they feel like they can get things from God they get saved for the blessings and that's the wrong reason to get saved and that's what God is wanting. He don't want us to have greed over God. No way possible should we do that. Alright. So as I bring up my last two people, let me bring up Brother Tim and Miss Holly. Cause I have Brother Tim's comment up here on my on my uh, as my next comment. Yours is the last coming. And I'm going to talk, I want you all to tell me how you all feel about God over greed over God. Greed over God. You said, Brother Tim, in your. Comment for that day. As you mature in your understanding of Christ, uh, Christ's teaching, you will quickly recognize that your possessions will one day be someone else's possessions. They, they are not as important as they used to be. But what is important is your relationship with Christ. So I want us to talk about that point. I, I like that that you brought that up. That was day nine, I believe, um, and I want us to talk about how, when you die, your family fight over your stuff anyway, and you can't take it with you. Um, that was a story about Jackie Chan. Said he wasn't leaving his son nothing. Like he said, he didn't deserve anything and he had millions of dollars and he didn't give him no money he's not in his will he's he's giving all his money to charities nothing all the charities so let's talk about that for a moment how do you all feel family should act when someone dies because it gets that can get cloudy with the possessions what what should be the focus the the cent- the central focus should not be my rich uncle or my well to do uncle Amy has this money because some people be waiting for people to die I, 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 I'm serious like people if you know somebody got the will to do uncle man I can't wait to, and they be trying to get close to them so they can get in the wheel so they can leave them something and, and people have ulterior motives behind, like they'll take care of that aunt till the day they die. And then when they find nothing in the wheel, they upset.
5: Mm.
6: Ooh, the relatives that go
0: around buying burials, putting everybody on life insurance.
1: Very boring. she's not gonna sell momentum, she's not gonna do any of that. Stuff. But my thing is that she did that and they
0: Oh, was she getting money off the back end when people die? get the little buddy over left over wow okay but but that goes to show you the greed that we're talking about in this scripture the greed the greed can can cause all kinds of problems it it is is crazy you because you work with the funeral home so you see that a, you might see that a lot you don't get the chance to see that part right so but what do you think about that how do you feel what do you feel is the proper way to operate in those type of situations?
5: In terms of,
0: in terms of when someone died, you know, you said in your in your comment that uh, oh,
5: your, my possessions and the fact that they are not that important
0: because somebody else is going to take over them anyway.
5: Somebody else is anyway, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, you accumulate what you accumulate, either intentionally or unintentionally, and so eventually, I mean, you're going to leave here. Now, one thing I have not seen is a Brinks truck following the hearse. <laughs> I ain't saw that. I haven't I have saw a casket just lined with money and a person in the middle. I ain't saw that. So you can't take it with you. You know, you can't take it with you. So, yeah, you might as well prepare, you know, to be, um, you know, to keep, make your family comfortable when you leave. But
0: that's about it. it. That's all you can do. Well, I have seen people put the money in the casket. On Facebook, they had a guy. He had a, a Rolls Royce casket the mm-hmm. casket was made like a rose rose and they had money all in the casket and then I also seen a funeral with a guy at the club they had the body standing up with his starched clothes on and his chains and all of that on so they're doing a lot of different crazy stuff nowadays possessions people people people, people want to remember apparently their are people like they were nowadays so people try to outdo people in these events even at funerals, now we had i hadn't seen any crazy stuff like that in person. But I've really seen a lot of that stuff on social media. You get to see how people go above and beyond for these funerals, and they taking these—they trying to take the possession. All they do is leave it for the, the, the grave robbers and people because they, they gonna come and get that stuff. It's people who rob graves now. They do it and that's a that's another you got to be a special kind of person to go in the in, 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 in a in a casket in the cemetery but that's grief, miss Holly what do you think about that how do, you, how do you feel and that's my question how do you feel people should operate when people die how how how, how do you handle that because I think somebody out there in the world needs to know how you handle the funeral because and how you should be sensitive to others needs because for me i had to explain to my brother that he had to allow my stepmom to do my dad's funeral even though he felt like well they ain't married but she he been with her for 40 years they were 45 years they married they come in allow married. so my brother was upset about you know because you got cremation you got all these things my brother didn't want them cremated she wanted them cremated and so how how, how should we do this you know y'all, y'all are seasoned saints seen plenty funerals and stuff I want both of y'all to give people some advice on how to handle these funerals what do we need to do about these positions
6: and all of these things for one thing I've learned a lot of black people don't do wheels and grandma promised me this, grandma promised me that. Grandma is older, she might have promised them both the same thing. So, when people are in their right minds and coherent, I think they need to do a will. That's good. And that would eliminate a lot of that stuff, you know, put it in writing, have it notarized, whatever. It, it took us a long time to do a will because I kind of thought. We're thinking about somebody dying. I don't want to yeah. do that. And that Tim kept saying, we've got to sit down. We need to do a will. We're getting older. And then I see so many families fall out. They do? Behind money and all of this. And the more I think about it, I'm thinking about charities, too. And they're going to be mad one way or the other because somebody's going to say, well, you gave them more money than you gave me. So just give it to charity and... Let people, you know, who really need it, have it. But I advise people to do a will. do a will. I, I
0: like, like that. That's, that's great advice right there. What about you, Brother Till?
6: Well, I mean,
5: I'm, I'm not even thinking about material things. I mean, as the scripture told us, uh, your relationship with Jesus Christ is... Pass that Lord. on. Come yes, on. That's what you should be trying to... Make sure your children and children's children have a relationship with God, because this material stuff, money, all this stuff don't matter. They go leave it to somebody. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, your relationship with Christ is what matters. Because if you get all this stuff and you go to hell, I mean, it. <laughs> what good did the you stuff do? Gain the do? world and you lose, lose your soul. soul. Exactly. Exactly. So no material stuff is important than your relationship with Christ
0: so in other words what we should be focusing on is passing down the legacy of Jesus Christ that's right that's the one thing I always tell people about my life we didn't have a lot my mother didn't have a lot but she gave me the best thing she could ever gave me and that's my relationship with Jesus Christ I think think that's that's a great place to end, is to cherish our relationship with Christ more than we uh, cherish these riches, these cars, clothes. um, And we need to make sure that we don't make these things our God. You all have any comments you want to leave in on this scripture? Well, in my, what I wrote, I
6: said, God knows what I need. In his word, he shows me that I should not worry about anything. I've had many but God moments, which proves that I should not worry about anything and know that God will provide.
0: Amen. Amen.
5: And then, uh, I mean, as I said, the last part of that that whole uh, parable is Jesus said so. It is one who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. So,
0: so if you get it out for yourself. Right. You,
5: Whatever you have now, that's all you gonna have. That's, it. You're,
0: that's it, you're poor.
5: You're poor, you will be poor in, in the afterlife.
0: The main thing is to be rich in spirit. Does anyone have any questions, comments, concerns, prayer request? We want to
5: pray for the Booker family. The Booker uh, family. Yeah. Um, Pastor Booker passed in Dallas. Okay. We um, okay. So want to pray for his family. Amen. All right. Well, let's, let's pray. pray.
0: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Thank you for this Bible study. God, I pray right now that you allow us to be at peace whatever decisions that you would have us to make. Help us to have the hard conversations we need to have, God. Help us to be the people that go out there and help others. Help us not to be caught up on material things, but to store our possessions for you, to get our life together with you, God. To give our possessions to the people who you designed them to go to. Mainly, God. Help us pass down the legacy of Jesus Christ. God, we pray for the Booker family, God, as they go through this time of bereavement. God, we ask that you be with them, you guide them. God, I pray for those who may be in this church at Mount Vernon that may be going through pain and ailment in their bodies those who may be going through anything we pray God that you let them know that you are with them and that you wrap your loving arms around them God God I pray right now for this ministry God continue to allow us God to do your will and walk in your ways God continue
2: to add to this church God in Jesus name we pray amen